Hey everyone, today's episode includes a conversation about suicide, a very sensitive and potentially distressing topic. And while I believe it is essential to address this issue openly and provide valuable insights, resources, and support for those who may need it, I am aware and I want to make sure that you are aware that this discussion may contain content that could be triggering for some individuals. It is crucial to know that this episode is not a replacement for therapy or other mental health services and support. And if you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of self-harm or suicide, we strongly encourage you to seek immediate help from a mental health professional or a crisis helpline. Listener discretion is advised and self-care is encouraged while listening. Remember, you are not alone and there is help available. Welcome back, everyone, to the Trust Them Podcast. I have a pretty fabulous guest today, and she is someone, oh gosh, six years, I think. I met six years ago now. That's freaking crazy. Uh, we were both getting our associate's degree, and I've had the incredible pleasure to watch her grow into a kind and connected and just incredible social worker and therapist. Thank you. Uh, you're just the best. I'm so excited. And I've asked her to come on today so we can have an important conversation about suicide prevention and awareness month. So welcome, Hannah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Uh, I, it was a longer ado. I can't believe I didn't think about it before I, when I was standing in line. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, she needs to come on the podcast. What am I thinking? <laughs> yeah. No, either way. I mean, it worked out, you know, given September. <laughs> and this the nature of the month, very which we'll be talking about today. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you want to give them a little bit of an introduction of yourself, your background, whatever feels relevant to this combo today? Yeah, yeah. So um, my name is Hannah Perolt, but formerly Hannah Bernier, Hannah Bernier Perolt. Um, I am a social worker. I'm a licensed therapist. And right now I work in higher education. I work actually at the, the counseling center um, at the campus that Emily and I went to school together for our associates, back full circle. Um, so I'm in the counseling center there. And then, <laughs> yes, yes. And then I work um, for a private practice as well. And it's fully telehealth. I absolutely love it. Um, I specialize in trauma, PTSD. I do a lot of grief work, relationships. Um, and then one of my one of the things that I'm really passionate as a clinician, but also as a person is suicide prevention, um, which is why I'm getting very thankful that you allowed me to come on today and kind of just share my expertise and, and, and my knowledge. Yeah, absolutely, Hannah. I mean, I know this is something that, you know, we both are super, super passionate about and wanting to make sure that we spread awareness. Um, and for those of our listeners who aren't really sure what Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month is. Um, can you explain to them what that is and really what the significance is to the context of like mental health or suicide prevention? Sure, yeah. Um, well, Suicide Prevention Awareness Month is more the, the technical term for it. Um, it's, it's a national thing. Um, that's basically, it's just, you know how they have like Mental Health Awareness Month, right? They have, um, a whole bunch of, you know, different different months. And so Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month is really dedicated 
to raise awareness for those affected by suicide and also for the families, you know, of, of and friends of those who, you know, have died by suicide and just kind of saying, all right, this is happening. This is something that is a struggle. We do have to talk about it. Right. And so it's it's really important that we we kind of have these conversations. Um, and it basically brings awareness and encourages us to have those conversations. Um, and so I think it's just really important um, to kind of have this as a month and also suicide or World Suicide Prevention Day is September 10th. Um, so yeah, there's just, just just a lot of suicide awareness being spread this month. And again, I, I really appreciate that this is such a big a big thing and made a big deal because it is a big deal you know uh it it very much is and i think for two reasons one and i think um very very prevalent especially in 2023 was doing a little research earlier and according to uh trustforamericanshealth.org uh we're at an all-time record so far in 2023 of over yeah. 200,000 yeah. Americans who have lost their lives um, due to mm-hmm. suicide this year. Um, so it's just more prevalent than ever. And then the other side of that coin is, I think culturally, at least a little bit, um, we're not comfortable discussing mental health always. And we're not mm-hmm. comfortable discussing yep. suicide and suicidal ideations and we on both sides, right? So I feel like there are people who are like, I feel this way, yeah. but I'm ashamed to talk about it. And then we have mm-hmm. the people who hear that from someone else and they immediately almost want to shut them down because they don't know right. how to help. So they're like, no, 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 we'll just pretend it's not happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I think this is the avoidance mentality that culturally and socially we've developed. And I think the issue with it is because there's there's this big, um, again, avoidance mentality of, hey, I don't want to feel these feelings, right? And so there is this thought of if I don't feel these feelings, then they don't exist, right? So if I don't, if I don't think about how many people die by suicide, then it must not be true. Right. And, and I get why we have those mentalities and why we develop them, um, you know, because these are really hard things to talk about. Um, and then, you know, also the issue of, you know, thinking, oh, I don't want to talk about suicide or I don't want to think about suicide, because if I even mention it, then it could put the idea in someone's head. And that is beyond false. That has been debunked. And I, I definitely think it's important to mention that that is a myth. In fact, it's actually the opposite, right? The more that we talk about it, the less likely it is that someone will die by suicide because they will likely be led to then get the help that they need and say, hey, someone's listening, right? I'm heard. Oh, a thousand percent. And I'm so grateful that you brought that up because it's true. Mm -hmm. Those conversations are so important, even if it's just for the standpoint, and I say just very lightly because it doesn't feel like a just. To let right, somebody right. know who's feeling that way, yeah, they're yeah, not alone. Mm-hmm. That somebody absolutely. gets it, that somebody understands, that someone is standing in front of them, caring enough to say those words to them. It can literally mean their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you said for sure. So I know we're talking about like the stigma of mental health a little bit and how that can contribute to the challenges of addressing suicide, but... From your personal and professional opinion, um, how do you think raising awareness can help combat this stigma? And what are some of the ways that people mm-hmm. could do that? Yeah, 
Um, I mean, I think exactly what we're doing now, Emily, right? I think listening to a podcast like this, because it's hard, right? And I heard you kind of give that disclaimer in the beginning, which is important. And it's also important to acknowledge that if you are listening to this and you're feeling some stuff, that's okay. That's valid, right? And again, appreciate that you said, yeah, there are mental health professionals here for you. They will listen to you. Um, and so I think talking about it and being okay with being uncomfortable and recognizing that it's okay to feel uneasy. It's okay to feel scared. If someone says, Hey, you know, I, I sometimes think, you know, about not wanting to wake up in the morning. Right. So for someone who's an average listener, you don't know what that means, right? You're not trained in that way. So it's okay to, to feel scared. Actually, sometimes clients, right. Might say similar things. And even I feel a little bit scared. That's okay. We're human. Um, but nonetheless, we're having these conversations. And I think that's, that's, that's really, that's really a part of raising awareness. And I think the other, the other challenge is being aware of language, even mm -hmm. that we use around suicide, right? So um, one thing I even learned recently through my own involvement with American Foundation of Suicide Prevention is the ways that we sort of are kind of referring to this as someone committed suicide, right? And that's that's that sounds very judgmental, right? And so really saying died by suicide or, you know, this person died, you know, di yeah, died by suicide is, is the biggest one, right? But it's they didn't commit suicide because committing, like, this isn't a crime, right? And so I think yeah. even just referring, you know, kind of saying like, this this isn't something that people should be shunned for for expressing thoughts of suicide, right? This isn't a crime, right? The cops do not always need to be called, right? It's, I think, um, just kind of having that that knowledge in the way that language can be so crucial. And preventative-wise, knowing the signs as well, right? What are the warning signs? Because suicide is preventable, and so it is our job, not as clinicians, but as human beings, to learn those signs and to therefore then say, hey, I'm seeing these things. Are you okay? Do you want me to help you find a therapist? Right? Do you want me to walk you to counseling? Right? Um, how can I help you? If, if, if that makes sense, if that answered your question. I know that may have been a little bit tangential, but I'm, I'm super no. passionate, Emily. <laughs> no, it was, it was perfect. And it does. And I think that language piece is something everyone can consider, right? Because it's not just... Mm -hmm what someone's doctor or therapist says to them. It's the things yeah, that they read yeah. that their friends and families post on social media. It's the things people who are scared and struggling hear you say. Right. And not that you should, I don't want ever my listeners ever feel like they should be afraid to speak, but also it's really just mm -hmm. being aware of the yeah, language that we, and how we speak to other people. And across the board, I think yeah. that's a valiant effort. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm guilty, right, of saying, oh, are you thinking of committing suicide, right? I'm, I'm guilty of asking that question because we are human and we are going to make those mistakes. Um, and even in, you know, the preventative efforts, right, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's kind of saying in honor of suicide awareness, we are participating, right? We're not celebrating. And I, and again, sometimes mm -hmm. I have been guilty of that too, right? And it's, it's because I'm a human and it also is important for me to recognize the language that I'm using and the ways that it's impacting individuals who are considering suicide and the way that they view it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Hannah. Now, this is a big question. So if you want to take it in pieces, yeah. that's fine. And also we can give some, some padding around it because guys, remember, this is not 
a replacement. This there, this podcast episode is not a replacement for therapy or any type of mental health yeah. services. We're just uh, raising awareness of something that's very important and we all should be talking about. But my thought is, if we have someone yeah. who's listening to this podcast right now, who is mm-hmm. currently struggling with suicidal ideations, mm-hmm. and they're going, I can't tell a doctor, I can't tell a therapist, because they're immediately going to have me locked up. Yeah. What, how do you, how would you respond to that? What do you, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think that is, that is really tough. Right. And I'm also really glad that you asked that because it's a really good point. Um, and first, I guess, and to, to, to kind of do that in pieces, like you have suggested first and foremost, knowing that you're not alone. Um, you know, I think the majority of human beings at one point or another have experienced passive suicidal thoughts, passive meaning, um, you know, I kind of want to die. I don't know if I want to, you know, I wish I wasn't born or I wish I didn't come out of bed this morning. Right. I think the majority of humans, right. Because sometimes we just have really bad days. We go through really traumatic things. We are, you know, we experience loss. Those are valid. Those are big things to experience. Right. And so if you are feeling that way, it's valid and you are not alone. Um, I think the piece about kind of, oh, I'm scared to talk to a clinician or talk to my doctor. I think it's important. And I think it makes sense to have that fear. And and the reason why I say that, I know that might sound a little <laughs> like harsh or iron ironic is because I think we as mental health professionals, not all of us, but a lot of us have failed in the sense of we don't need to hospitalize someone if they're saying, hey, you know, I woke up this morning, I didn't really want to, you know, get out of bed, right? that the hospitalization is one of those things that should really be taking place if there is immediate danger, right? If you are saying that I have a plan right now, I know when I'm going to do this, I'm going to hurt myself, right? Then we as therapists, as professionals have to report it, right? We have to then get other people involved, right? But if saying, you know, kind of like what I was saying before of having more of that, that passivity, I as a clinician really just want to get to know you know, tell me about what's going on in your life that's making you feel that way, right? Because this this sounds really hard, right? And I, as a clinician, want to build on the strengths um, and the protective factors and not necessarily even consider hospitalization as an option. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense. And and again, like like you said, Emily, where this is not a replacement to therapy. And so certainly if you are having suicidal thoughts of any kind, please, please tell your therapist. Um, And I know it is really hard for sure. Um, And if your therapist responds in a way that, you know, kind of feels uneasy or feels uncomfortable, then, you know, recognizing like having that conversation first with your therapist and saying, hey, you know, um, what, what, this is how I was feeling about that, right? And then also there are other therapists out there that are more trained specifically in addressing suicidality and assessment for suicide. Um, Because not all clinicians are equally trained in suicide assessment and crisis intervention. So that's sort of like the long ended answer. And I hope that kind of addressed it a little bit. No, Um, absolutely. I think you gave really important context um, as someone who does this work every day. So I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I'm curious if you think there is a, how do I phrase this? Like, 
if there was one thing that someone could go do this month mm-hmm. to support suicide prevention awareness month and really okay. show their community that they are here and they are an ally and they are here to help people. What do you, what do you think that could be? That's a tough question too. <laughs> um, I think, I think one thing that's coming to my mind is the use of social media and just uh, because our society, yeah. right? Like it's, it's, it's so common, right? And even for, you know, I have a professional social media account and a personal social media account, but on both of them, um, I am, you know, addressing suicide prevention, suicide awareness. Um, and I would encourage others to do the same. Um, cause I know like, for example, like on my professional account, it's kind of like expected, right? Like I'm a clinician I might post mental health things, but then my personal one, it's, it's kind of like, okay, wow. Like, wow, she's some, I'm scrolling through my, my screen, right? I'm scrolling through my Instagram. I'm scrolling through my Facebook and I see the word suicide. Like, ow, that hurts, right? I don't want to touch on that. Right. And by doing that, it's also then again, bringing awareness and saying, oh, this person's doing it. This person's sharing it. Oh, wow. That person, that person got a share. And so now, meanwhile, just merely glimpsing at that word suicide is raising awareness to it. So I think using social media and, you know, I mean, there's simple as, you know, having your Instagram and just sharing a post about how it's suicide awareness and prevention month. Um, you know, not saying that you have to go and like find all these statistics and post about them, right? It's, I think every little bit helps break the stigma because that's the issue here, right? Yeah. Is there's a stigma. Oh, right. that's, yeah. So that, that stigma is preventing people from getting the help that they need. And that same stigma is also preventing people from talking about it. Um, so increasing knowledge, increasing social media use about it recognizing that it is okay to talk about suicide it is okay to say the word suicide and you're not putting it in someone's head um which again another great point of learning the facts right of like the myths behind you know suicidal behaviors learning what's right what's wrong or maybe not necessarily wrong but what's right versus what's inaccurate and and um, what hasn't been proven, right? Um, I think that it's important to be able to just, yeah, to, to to have that knowledge, that correct knowledge to then spread. No, that you're 100% right. And I think it circles back so, on so many things that you mentioned, that adjustment in language that I think all of us could potentially make, right? And I think too, while we're, I asked this question of like, what can they do this month? But now I almost feel like, no, Emily, I want to backtrack that because it's, what can I do all the time? Because yes, this is an important month for us to raise awareness. But if we were discussing mental health and we were discussing suicidal ideations regularly, that's how we change this data. Right. That's how we make people feel supported. So I, you know what I mean? I think it starts now, but how can we do this consistently? That's, that's the, hopefully the question some of my listeners leave with today. I'm hoping I'm really feeling like, you know what I mean? Cause if you're here and you're still listening, I very much appreciate you. Cause I know this is a hard conversation to listen to. Yeah. And I know yeah. it can be a hard conversation to have. Yeah, absolutely. And listening to this podcast is absolutely an example of how we can prevent suicide simply because we're talking about it. And simply because you're saying, Hey, I'm kind of feeling some things right now. Right. I'm, I'm feeling some things. This is uncomfortable. I don't like this. And yet you're still here. 
Yeah, you know, like oh yeah, that in itself is yeah. You're sitting with that discomfort, right? And it's okay to have uncomfortable feelings. They're just feelings, right? And so I don't think that when we talk about suicide, when when we talk about suicide prevention, right? There is heavily, heavily, heavy emphasis on validation of this is hard. This is scary to talk about, right? And learning, all right, how do I, how can I sit with this discomfort? Because again, this suicide is still happening around us, whether we allow ourselves to see it or believe it, right? It is still happening. And so we have a choice to make, right? Are we going to try to do what we can to prevent this? And again, recognizing our limitations too, right? Unfortunately, we 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 cannot save everyone's life, right? And when when I do talk about preventative work, I I say, listen, if we save one person's life, it is worth it, right? Um, and so I think that's important to know our limitations, but also know our strengths in being a human. And we all as humans want to to feel you know, connected and feel safe and feel supported. And so if we're creating an environment that is not safe, that's saying, no, 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 you can't talk about that here. No, 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 don't bring that up, right? Mm. Then we're not really doing a good job as a society. I was say, that, feels, that feels super counterproductive. Right, right. You know what I mean? And I think that's the piece that we miss sometimes, right? Like not us personally, but like the world, yeah, yeah. the country and the mental health space, like if you've ever, and I feel like I will get DMs and emails about this. If you've ever been someone getting mental health support and, or just even from your regular doctor and you started to discuss this topic and you were met with immediate breaks, right? you know, right. that feeling of like, this might not be a safe person to talk to. Yeah. yeah. And it can sometimes feel like what is wrong with me, but we're here to tell right. you that single day there are mental health professionals who are learning and growing and are here to support you and it's important that you don't give up and you find people like the incredible hannah that you can speak to and get the support and help that you you. need because you deserve it (laughs) oh and so happy i was going to have this conversation yeah yeah And, and i will say it too like adding on to that of you know, I, I say this as a therapist, right? And also just as much, and, and I'm, I'm very open about this to, to, you know, to the therapy world, but, you know, as just as much as I'm a therapist, I'm also a candidate for therapy, right? And, and so I, I say this next statement as both a therapist and a client of therapists are going to make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Therapists get scared. Therapists might say something that they then will beat themselves up for because they feel really bad and they know that they handled it wrong. Right. And so there is room for grace. And that also doesn't mean that, you know, if you're feeling really uncomfortable with a therapist and they did not respond to your suicidal thoughts in the way you feel you deserve, you are absolutely okay. Just talk to another therapist. Right. Um, Because I, as a therapist, I want my clients to feel validated and supported by me. Right. And so if I'm, I'm, they're not feeling that way with me, right. Then I'm doing something wrong. Um, and I always encourage clients to, if I am doing something wrong, if I am responding in a way that you, you are not feeling heard, you are not feeling safe, then please talk to me about it. Um, right. Because it's not intentional. And so that's, that's something I just think is important and connects to this discussion of suicide prevention. Um, because I also know that you asked earlier about, you know, 
like the way that mental health professionals respond to suicidal crises. Um, and again, I just want to say, you know, I, I speak this from a professional and, and, and on a personal level. So I hope that that's also helpful in reflecting humanity, right? We, we are human. We're, we're going to make mistakes. And sometimes it's, there are consequences, right? And that's, that's what we really try to prevent, but it's nonetheless, it's important to mention. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's where the growth that is being human being, right. As a client, we always believe that you are able to grow and flourish as is your therapist. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Of course we come in, like Hannah mentioned with this, like, do no harm perspective. We want to do well by you, but also like she said, sometimes error happens and being able to realize that is such an important step. And I feel like too, it just makes you an even better communicator. Yeah. Yeah. We love. All right, guys. So here is something very important. So both Hannah and I are going to share um, some incredible resources in the show notes of this pod. If you don't know where the show notes are, it's just like the information page. So if you click more info, it'll pop up. Um, and if you need help finding it, no, you can always DM me or email me. But I think this is important, not only for yourself, but just to be aware with them, not aware of them, not just for educational purposes. But if you yeah. are ever near someone who needs support, having resources ready to go is always something really great. I know for me, I have like in my notes in my phone, I have a section that has just a handful of support links and places I trust. So if everyone, if anyone is ever in need of something, I have something really quickly and ready to go. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, it almost feels like for me, Hannah, it almost feels like the emotional support version of Narcan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. I, mean? I have it immediately and it, it's helpful. So if that's something anyone can take away, please do. We're going to share some great, great resources there. Um, and I just want to say um, before we go, um, do you have a key takeaway or anything final that you want to leave listeners with today? Yeah. Um. I think just again, circling back around to it's okay to say the word suicide and it's mm-hmm. okay to talk about it. Um, and that feelings are okay, right? It's okay if you're having difficulty listening to this podcast, right? It's okay if things are coming up for you. I think my takeaway is simply it's okay. Whatever you're feeling in this moment, this month, right? This day, it's okay. Um, and I know, Emily, I know you mentioned the resources and I, I did just want to kind of talk about 988, which is um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, right? And so if you are right now or yesterday, right, or to whenever, right, if you're ever feeling like you're in a mental health crisis and you need to speak with someone urgently, maybe you do have a therapist, maybe you don't have a therapist yet, right? This line is answered by mental health professionals who are trained in suicide assessment and prevention and they will listen to you and they will walk you through these things right um if you're having thoughts of suicide they will walk you walk you through this right and that feeling of wanting to be heard right that is their that is their hope and this this line um really i truly believe can save lives and so spreading the word about 988 
you know, it's, you can call or text and it's 24 hours, right? You're at three in the morning, right? Because we also know when most of the time when we're having thoughts of suicide or we're having a suicidal crisis, it's not at like, you know, the, the nine to five business hours of your therapist, right? It's like late at night or, you know, in the middle of the night or early morning. And so knowing that, hey, there's there's someone here that's not the police, right? I don't have to get the police involved because it's not at that point yet. I can simply just say, hey, I'm struggling and someone's there. So I, I highly encourage call or text 988 if you need any sort of mental health support whatsoever, or if you're concerned about someone else who might, um, that's definitely something that I would in- encourage you to, to check out. Oh, thank you, Hannah. That was so, so very important. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. And I'm curious, just because this was a little heavy today, yeah. I'm wondering if we can end on a little bit of a lighter note and we yeah. ask you two very random, but also my two favorite questions. Absolutely. You know me. I'm all for those fun fact, random questions. <laughs> all right, Hannah. First one. All right. Perfect breakfast. What is it? I love pancakes. <laughs> as 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 I'm sure you know, um, I am like I have like a problem. I love the chocolate chip pancakes. I love Oreo pancakes. I love M M&M and M pancakes. But I'm I'm very specific. Like I need protein. I can't just eat pancakes. So like yeah. I feel like I I want my eggs, my scrambled eggs, and my Oreo M M&M, and M some type of sugary pancakes. Uh, that's that's, that's ideal for me and my coffee of course you know but that's that's not a breakfast thing that's an all-day thing this is true I do love a good pancake so that, that is a incredible breakfast and also crispy bacon I'm gonna throw that on there too for myself yeah no that's it's important I will not eat it otherwise that is very important fact to know <laughs> okay <laughs> question two if you could live in any fictional world for a week fictional okay it could be book, it could be movie, anything you want. Which, what world are you picking? Okay. Fictional world? Oh my goodness. I don't know. That's such a hard question. I feel like definitely something Disney related. Like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Def- I don't know. Definitely some like Disney thing. Or I don't know. Part of me, this sounds so funny, but part of me like just wants to go in like some fictional place where there's only dogs and ice cream like that that sounds like, like a all life dogs to go to heaven i'm getting like all dogs go to heaven vibes like that's what i'm saying yeah, right but, but when you add the all dogs go to heaven it automatically right it's like sad but like these dogs would be very much alive yeah and it's true. eating so, ice cream with me like I mean, it, it's a dream it's a dream that feels like the perfect sunday everyone gets a just unlimited pup cups i mean come on yeah, that's I love dogs and I love ice cream. So I mean, you, you can't really go wrong in that world, you know. I'm obsessed. This is incredible. All right, Hannah, <laughs> thank you so so very much for coming on today. This was such an important topic, and you did it with such grace and such just vigor and education. And I'm just very much appreciative of you always. Well, thank you very much for having me and for asking me to do this. I appreciate it. Of course. All right, guys, like I said, I'm going to put all the resources and all the things. I'm also going to put um, Hannah's professional social accounts. If you want to follow her, she posted really great stuff. She also has, um, I believe, a website and a blog, right? Yeah, I have I have a blog and I post about um, like therapy related question. It's called Confessions on the Couch and it's a therapist 
thoughts about all things therapy. So it's, it's, it's a fun so one. I, I love, so I will be sharing all the links to all those things, guys. Definitely give Hannah a follow and check out her stuff because she's just a wealth of knowledge and fun. Thank you so and much. Of course. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.